Is Jay-Z going to redo the NFL theme song now? No, I don't think you I don't think you can. You don't touch that? Nope. That's no. one, one one thing you can't remix. I mean, yeah, probably not. So that sound, you all are here for one reason. And that sound signifies that this is Brian and my's favorite episode to do without Brett. And that is the Pop Not Soda Fantasy Football Special. I think this is the fourth year we've done a fantasy football special. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah. Because we've only done it with the, the legit setup. Right. We right. never did a snowball mic fantasy football schedule. Right. Because fantasy football deserves better. It does. It does. Especially when you have a man on this pod that uh, has foresight like I do. <laughs> and uh, just so everyone does not forget... Right before we went off the air last year with our fantasy special, we always end with our hot take segment. And now I'm not saying that I'm the new Matthew Barry because I would never want to be that. Uh, I'm just better than Matthew Barry because I did say that the wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams was going to be the best wide receiver in the state of California fantasy-wise for the 2018 season. And that man was Robert Woods, and I was correct. Yes. (coughs) Yes. <coughs> Brian, you laughed at me off the air when we I finished did. recording. That was uh that was a scolding hot take. Yeah. And not only did I think he would not be the leading receiver on his team. Mm. Uh I of course did not believe he would be the leading uh wide receiver in California uh with, you know, the number of teams in California and the talent thereon, but you know, sometimes even uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut. They say, right? I am not a blind squirrel, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> but it also just proves how ridiculous people who do this for a living are, right? Because you just never know. Because I literally just threw that shit out there. Let's be honest. Yeah, I had no, I had nothing to back up to back up that take. But it only takes one. That's it, right? And you get labeled a genius. Right, exactly. It's been hard to wear this crown <laughs> for the past year. People going asking me for more fantasy advice everywhere. In February, in April, it just it follows me. Other months. Yes, but primarily those two. Right, oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, well, again, so just to give you a breakdown of what this episode looks like, we will end with some hot takes for 2019. We're going to go over some of our sleepers, and we are going to go through who we think will be the best fantasy position player this year. But the first thing I want to jump into, Brian, is it just me, or is this year looking to be one of the weirdest and maybe nobody, like, I don't want to say, like, questionable, but I feel like this is just a uncertain fantasy season that we're heading into. Yeah, it is definitely an interesting season. A few big names that have changed teams. So that's always tough to gauge how they're going to fit in uh, with the new squad. Is production going to be the same? Is it going to be better? Uh, A lot of new head coaches that have come in as well, uh, which, again, is always a big question mark. Uh, But uh, I think, you know, there are some traditional – Themes we're going to see this year, you know, running back seems to be 
light in regards to just like your bell cow backs seems that they you know really don't exist anymore other than maybe uh you know seven eight guys so a lot of teams are doing the shared backfield also a lot of rookies that are coming in which can always be a question mark although it seems uh here recently rookies have um you know done pretty well at the running back position recently um you know Saquon Barkley Alvin Kamara uh just to name a couple here in uh, in the last few years um even McCaffrey you know had a pretty decent uh rookie season so yeah uh <laughs> As always, it's going to be an interesting year. There's going to be things that happen, not only injuries, but just guys that either uh, come out of the gates that you wouldn't expect or vice versa. You know, guys that will have slow years that everyone thought uh, is going to be another steady uh, performer. So it's a lot of fun stuff to uh, to talk about. Yeah, so let's just jump right into it. And that is there has been a lot of discussion on who goes number one overall. Now, there has... I haven't had like a consistent answer. I think uh, a lot of people think the safest number one overall is Saquon. Yeah. I agree. There doesn't seem to be a definitive number one. Uh, like, you know, it felt like Todd Gurley was last year, right? But... I would say out of the three running backs that seem to be going number one, uh, Kamara, McCaffrey, and Saquon, Saquon does seem to be the one that's being you know looked at as the overall uh, because he's, it's just going to be so much volume for him, right? Like there's so many wide receivers that are hurt on the Giants. Plus at the quarterback position, is it Eli? Is it you know Daniel Jones? That'll be behind uh, behind center. Well, it's Eli for the first four games. <laughs> right. That's what it is. <laughs> And then they go one and three, and then it's time for a change. You know, zero oh and four. There you go. But I mean, yeah. I don't think I I don't think you can go wrong. Um, I will say this though: it's been interesting with Zeke, right? Because he seemed to kind of fallen out of that uh, number one discussion with the whole contract issue. But if he ends up signing, and you know he's locked in, I still don't think he's number one though. Especially if you're playing any sort of PPR. I think if you're playing any sort of PPR, I think the guys you named, Saquon. McCaffrey and Kamara are ahead of Zeke. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can go wrong. And I think any of those four, I, I honestly think that a lot of the attention has been paid to Saquon and Kamara. And a lot of people don't think McCaffrey will go number one, even though I think he's completely worth it because oh, we're talking absolutely. volume. That man is just going to eat off cam. Oh yeah. Well, the only team that I, I won last year, uh, or the only league that I won last year, I had McCaffrey on that team. And his consistency, I think, was the biggest thing. Like, he he did not have a game under double – you know, this is PPR, half-point PPR. Uh, but he, I don't think his – he had a game under, like, 15 points. He might have had one where he was, like, 13, 14 points. But everything else was, like, 15-plus. He oh, was yeah. a monster. Because especially if you're playing half-point PPR, he's at least at the end of the game with four points in receptions because it's at least eight receptions a game. Yeah, and I'm, I, he played something stupid, too, like 95% of offensive snaps. because yeah, like they have he, nobody else right, out there. He never left the field. Like, uh, And Cam needs all the help he can get. So uh, if you have the number one draft pick in your league, who are you taking? If I have the number one pick and we're talking PPR – I, I'm i going to go Alvin Kamara. You're going Kamara. Yeah. 
You're not afraid of Latavius Murray leeching any goal line touches? Sure, but, I mean, that's what Mark Ingram did, yeah. right? Same thing. Okay. Uh, so I will say I think Mark Ingram is better than Latavius Murray. Yes, agreed. So uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think Kamara in any sort of PPR is my number one. I think it, it just has to be. I, if you look at the, the trio of Breeze, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara, I think that's the best trio in the league at the still positions. And I think because of that, how do you steam? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Kamara's still going to eat. And again, I think you can't go wrong with really any of those four guys. With Ze- As long as, you know, Zeke's contract shit gets worked out. Uh, or the other three we've been talking about, like that's they're all solid. Plug in, don't have to worry about it. You know, you're going to get your 15 to, to 20 points every week. So off that, are you saying then that Kamara is the top fantasy running back for 2019? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, if he's the that's number one saying. pick overall, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a standard league, do you then go to Saquon? Yes, in a standard league, no PPR, I would definitely go to Saquon because I think he's going to score the most touchdowns and probably have the most rushing yards. Actually, I think Zeke would probably have the most rushing yards because that offensive line is uh, you know, quite a bit better than, than the Giants. Um, and also, if you bring in a rookie quarterback, you know, teams are going to be stacking eight guys in the box. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'd probably still go Saquon. I mean, he's just such a fucking beast. The guy is so good. Yeah, I think I think Kamara in a PPR is the top running back, and I think Saquon is very true. Is going to be the top running back in a standard league. So let's go wide receiver. So who's your first wide receiver off the board? Uh, I mean, to me, wide receiver is pretty easy. It's DeAndre Hopkins, and I know a lot of people have been talking about Devonte Adams. I mean, he's fucking great. Obviously, he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. He scored a ton of touchdowns last year. He probably will, you know, put up similar numbers. Um, but man. DeAndre Hopkins is just unfucking believable. The guy just catches everything. He's, I mean, he's so consistent. He's probably the best. Man, I don't want to necessarily say the best route runner, but you know, he's up there two or three, probably with uh, Odell and uh, and Julio, and you know, him and Deshaun Watson just just play really well together. So, so yeah, I'm going uh, DeAndre for sure. I'm going Devontae Adams. <laughs> okay. I think this is the year. I think this is the year that the pack can stay healthy. Not that they're going to win a championship. I don't think so. Especially with not paying fucking Mike Daniels, which really upsets me. But I think that this is the year where uh, Aaron is done with the bullshit. And he loves Devontae. Oh, yeah. And Aaron's going to be healthy the entire season. Which means Devontae is just going to put up monster stats. Just ridiculous numbers. And they do have a plethora of young bats in the field to really offset and take some pressure. And I'm really hoping that the retooled offensive line can at least give Aaron a goddamn three-second drop. So with that, I'm saying Devontae Adams. In a PPR league, he's my number one receiver. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think either guy is... You know, yeah, yeah, interchangeable. It's, it's, you, it's, it's a coin it's, flip, yeah. right? It's not, and I think the division though. I, I do think that Houston's playing in the easier division when it comes to the defenses they'll be playing against. Yeah, uh, especially with some injuries to the Jaguars, 
and how they did not really perform as well as they should have last year. Uh, Indy's defense is good, not great. And really, the Titans yeah. might. Yeah. So, I'm saying Devontae Adams. Okay. We've done running back. We've done wide receiver. So, now it's quarterback. Is this even a question? I mean, conversationally, no. Right? I think it's Mahomes. And so, I think we change it. If we know it's Mahomes is number one. He's the first quarterback off the board. How high should he go is the better question. Mm. It's always tough because this has happened quite frequently in years past with Gronk. You know, I'll use that as an He's example. He's the best example. Because at a position where one guy is going to finish so much higher than the rest of the class, it is – it could, you know, be a good strategy to take that person early. I don't think – Taking Mahomes, I mean, my honest thought this year is I don't think Mahomes is going to have better numbers than he did last year. Fair, fair. Definitely not touchdowns. No Kareem Hunt. Definitely not touchdowns. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be a product of Kareem Hunt. I just don't think he's going to be able to sustain that fucking uh, insane streak that he had last year. Um yeah, ridiculous. So with that said... He won't have 50 touchdowns. So he'll have like 35. I still think he'll get in the 40s. Ooh. I think he'll get in the 40s. Ooh. Yeah. Just because that offense is is built for uh, for passing touchdowns, right? Um, but my point being, like, quarterback just feels really deep this year. There doesn't seem to be a lot of difference, you know, other than Mahomes going like if, you know, you think Luck or... Deshaun Watson is like your number two quarterback to like number 10 who right now is like Drew Brees right so there's just not a lot of difference in that point output when you look at it week over week right there's probably like 30 40 points difference which you know you divide that by 15 16 weeks however you know many games your league plays definitely insignificant number um so my long-winded answer is if you think Mahomes is just that much better than the rest of the field, right, just head and shoulders better, I mean, I, we'll probably see him go maybe in the first round. You know, some teams, like in the bottom of the half, if you have 11-12, right, you take him that early. Well, I think we'll definitely see him go in the second round in a, in a so ton you, of drafts. So you don't think he makes it out in the second? I don't. Okay. I don't. So – if you look at the quarterback stats from last year, none of the top five fantasy quarterbacks went in the top seven rounds on average. Yeah. And I, I think... Because Patrick Mahomes was going, like, I know it's an abnormal, you know, his first year, but he was going in, like, the 10th, 11th rounds. You then had Matt Ryan, who coming off a down year the year before, he was going around 8th, ninth round, and then it was Big Ben who's always towards the latter half of the draft in the top three. I think the highest finisher uh, may have been – and then Aaron Rodgers was hurt. Um, so there's a lot of value in quarterbacks. So even though Patrick Mahomes is going to outscore the next quarterback by 50, 60 points, right, he isn't worth having to wait I think another 20 picks if you're at that 11th, 12th spot in the first round going back-to-back 
to take a quarterback that early. I don't think he's worth it. I think he shouldn't go higher than the third round. I think if you take him in the first or second, it's fine. You've got a sure bet, but you're not doing yourself any favor in the latter half of your draft because you can get so much value out of a quarterback after the seventh round. Uh, I will say, though, I think he's going to be an average draft pick of like 10.5. I really think that's where he's going to settle. Everybody on the back round, like you were saying, that 10, 11, 12, is just going to see the name Pat Mahomes and take him. I know for damn sure I'm playing in one league where he's going to go like fucking seventh, and it's just going to be <laughs> dumb, and I'm going to laugh at that person who takes him seventh. But it's just he's not worth it when you need the depth at running back in an RB2 and you you just need better skill position players because you can only have one quarterback start. Right. If you're playing a multiple quarterback lead, fuck it. You can take him that high. Yeah, for but sure. But in a one quarterback lead, I do not think he should go before the third. And even then, he really shouldn't go in the third. Yeah, agreed. I Yeah, th- definitely my strategy this year is to wait on quarterback because uh, there's so many guys that, you know, like Dan mentioned in the later rounds, uh, you can pick up maybe guys that have had down years last year, you know, like Cam Newton's a guy that I think about who, you know, had a bum shoulder all year. I think he was the highest drafted quarterback on average last year, and then, yeah, he didn't finish in the top five. Right, exactly. And that's another thing. Like, I think traditionally quarterbacks don't finish number one, like, year over year, right? There might have been a a span where Peyton Manning did it or Brady in those. Well, even Brady was, like, a every other year guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, if if you're asking me, I say wait on quarterback. It's way better value, and you know, stack up on running backs early. Take like you know, wide receiver, or maybe go in on tight end, which we haven't talked about yet. Um, but yeah, maybe that's a good a good transition into tight end, right? Talk no, about no, quarterbacks. No, no. We gotta talk about who's the number one kicker coming. <laughs> oh, no, it's funny. Yeah. So uh, tight ends, tight ends, no grunt. No Gronk, but again, where it's a it's a position where, you know, I think it's there's it, one guy above the rest, right? But even that, like, I think that's kind of debatable, and it's you know Kelsey, not only historically, but just in that offense, right? You've got the best quarterback in a passing offense, you know, the guys never hurt, produces every year, the most west of West Coast offenses in the league, right? Um, but, you know, you have Kittle and, and Ertz right behind him. I don't think Ertz will have as many receptions as he did last year, which obviously is huge in a in a PPR setting. I think even, you know, Kittle might end up out-receiving him. Uh, but who knows, you know, healthy healthy Jimmy all year might uh, might do him some good. And if, you've, if you follow him on Instagram, uh, he's definitely putting in work in the gym with some of those crazy fucking workout things he's posting. Uh, so, yeah, so tight end, it's like you got those three guys, and then it kind of falls off a cliff. Uh, so I actually don't think it does fall off a cliff as much as you think. Because I think there's two guys that ran off the top five who are going to have really good years. Not to go higher than the sixth, like the seventh round, but I think, one, Evan Ingram, just because who the, who the fuck else is going to catch a ball sure. for the Giants? And then a healthy Hunter Henry. Triple H, bro. Yeah. I think you know how much old man Gates has gotten in the past year and a half filling in for a hurt 
Hunter Henry. So, and Phillip has traditionally loved his tight ends. That fucking five-step back, panic, dump off for the eight yards. Him and Gates have ran that, like, so many times. Yeah, no, I think Hunter Henry is a great pick, especially because his touchdown rate is so high. Because, um, you know, Phillip Rivers obviously loves throwing his tight ends. And he loves throwing over the, the middle. Zone. It, like, just over the middle to the tight ends, jump ball, in the position where only his guy can get it. Yeah, I think a guy, too, that, you know, not a lot of people are talking about is uh, is Jared Cook, who Ooh. was on the Raiders last year, yeah. had, you know, kind of like a breakout season, uh, now on the Saints. True, and, true. Um, you know, the, the, the conversation against... Uh, Jared Cook is like there's you know a ton of not only a ton of weapons on the Saints but also Drew Brees just likes to you know mix it up share it uh, which I totally agree with but you know even if there's a slim a slim chance that it's anything like the Jimmy Graham uh, relationship you know yeah I think if you're in a pinch you know and you need a tight end he's has, definitely so has good Cook gone from the Saints to the Raiders to the or not, sorry, from the Rams to the Raiders to the Saints now? Is that his path? Wasn't he on the Rams a couple seasons ago? Uh, he might have been. I know he was on the Titans mm. for uh, a few years. Yeah, and that's the one thing is Delaney Walker, until last year, was consistently like three, four years in a row a top three tight end. And he's coming back from a bad ankle injury. So I don't know if he can crack the top five because it was a bad injury. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him at the end of the season in the top five fantasy tight ends. Question for you. How do you feel about OJ the Juice Man Howard out in Tampa Bay? Yeah. I mean, OJ Howard and, and Ebron are kind of a couple of those guys that have been talked about in the top five. I think, you know, Ebron's tough because he scored a ton of touchdowns last year. So I, I don't think he'll repeat that. I think he'll still be like, you know, around 10. So, you know, a solid pick in, you know, Andrew Luck has just been slinging the ball. Um, and with O.J. Howard, it's tough. He gets hurt a lot. Like, I had him on uh, a team last year, and when he does play, he he produces a lot. But in that same breath, he's also hurt a lot, right? So, yeah. So, yeah, if he stays healthy, I think he's all, he's a solid pick for sure. He's kind of, like, right on that. Uh, he's, like, kind of leading the Tier 2 group. Um, O.J. Howard, like, so the fourth-ring tight end with Hunter Henry. And I don't know. It's t- Tight ends are so hard, right? Because if you don't have a sure thing, I think it's a gamble. All these guys have, you know, injury histories yeah. um, that we've talked about, Ingram, O.J. Howard, and Hunter Henry. Uh, and then it's just the consistency piece too, right? Because they could have blowout weeks a lot of times, uh, but then that's followed by like two or three weeks of like four catches for 30 yards. I would really say if you don't get Kelsey or Tittle, wait. There's no reason to panic. It's only one position. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've done some mock drafts because like I know my – position in in one of my leagues so I've been doing a few of those and it does seem that like Ertz has been has been the one that's been falling um yeah because he can't stay healthy it's like two seasons in a row that he's battled constant injuries he still puts up good numbers but I don't think he's worth such a high pick if you can't stay healthy yeah 
for sure. So yeah, if maybe you can snag him and like if he ends up dropping to like the fourth round, you know, that's probably some good value for him. In the third round, I feel like it's still a reach because there's a so reach many. For Ertz. Just because there's so many, I would good say reaching for there. Kittle in the third round is high. Yeah, I would agree. I think Kelsey is a late third round pick, and because I think if you like, uh, say you've got like ten through twelve, right? If you can go running back, running back in a half point PPR, and then grab. Kelsey late third and then a wide receiver in your fourth you're set up pretty well um or if you grab a wide receiver and then go Kittle in the early in the fourth you're set up pretty well I don't think you really want to reach for a tight end that early especially when we're talking about running back depth this year right because yeah keep in mind there's like I think there's only four or five running backs that actually had a thousand yards last year. Yeah. But then there was like a dozen wide receivers that had a thousand yards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's very slim pickings for those running backs that you're just going to be able to plug in every week. And who knows, right? Le'Veon could be somewhat of himself. I think, I think he's actually gonna have a good year uh, just because the volume piece, like they have nobody else, right? They have ASJ, bro. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I, I would definitely go running back early just to solidify like one guy who, you know, is going to yeah. get, you know, 2025 or just fuck us. Don't do what we say. Right. And just take quarterback and yeah. tight end quarterback and kicker. All right, Brian. We're now on sleepers. Okay. So give me one sleeper pitch. One total. Just one because we haven't done our drafts yet, so I don't want us to give away too much of our, you know, strategies. Mm-hmm. But our fans need to hear at least a little nugget of advice. Sure. <sighs> Just one. I... Okay. So, we were talking about running backs a lot because... They, you know, aren't a lot that that are going to get you some high point totals, right? Um, So if you're in a pinch where you maybe take like one stud running back early and you're filling up your other positions and you're in a jam where you're like, oh, shit, now I need a running back too, you know, where do I go? All the other good running backs are gone. Maybe I'll just wait and try and get a value pick, right? Uh, As I mentioned, there's, you know, a handful of uh, running backs that are coming in the league. Um, as rookies, and one guy who I think is going to have a a really good year who isn't getting, like, a ton of mention uh, is Chicago's rookie running back. Um, Gosh, I think it's David Montgomery. I know Montgomery's his last name. I apologize if I'm getting his first name wrong. Uh, But kid out of Iowa State who led the nation in broken tackles uh, the last two years that he played. And the reason why that's big is because uh, Saquon Barkley led the nation in missed tackles. And, uh, you know, judging from his rookie season, I think you can see how that translates to the next level. Um, He's been, you know, pretty uh, highly touted in practice. Uh, There's a couple of videos of him uh, having some pretty good runs. And, uh, you know, Jordan Howard's gone. Tariq Cohen's still there as like your your third down kind of James White um, type player. But again, if you're in a pinch running back late, 
I think he's going to have uh, a pretty good year, and you can definitely get him at uh, you know a good value. I like it. I like it. So I'm going uh, wide receiver for my sleeper pitch. I think this may end up being a, a very top wide receiver too, and I think uh, this man is going to benefit from a change at quarterback. Mm, okay. And that is D.D. Westbrook. Ooh, yes. I think at the Jaguars, they got rid of the Bortle experiment, and they brought in uh, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. And D.D. Westbrook, on that Jads team that struggled so much last year, he was able to come down with sitsy sits receptions and over 700 yards, and he was targeted over 100 times. So that's with a shitty quarterback. Right. And I think that with Foles behind center, he's just going to benefit. He's going to eat. And I think he's going to be a very good sleeper wide receiver too. So I think if you can get him as your third wide receiver, ton of value. Ton of value. Um, or even at that flats in a PPR league. Ton of value. And the nice thing about D.D. Westbrook too is that he was also heavily used in the reverse game. And he averaged nearly 11 yards per carry. So he'll get you rushing yards and receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns. So he's my sleeper pick for 2019. Good pick. Yeah. All right. If I had a uh, fucking foghorn there. That was weak. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a little sick. You can hear my voice. But it's time for our hot takes of 2019. Where this either makes us a fantasy uh, peasant or king. Yes. And heavy is the head that wears the crown, Brian. It so is. So what's, what's your hot take for this year? So I have had a very up and down relationship with this player, hot and cold. Uh, he is a, he's a young player. Uh, he is on a historically bad team. But in his rookie year, he really showed me a lot. Uh, I was very impressed with his performance uh, both on and off the field. And uh, this player that, that I'm talking about is none other than Baker Mayfield. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you are not taking my hot take from me. And I think the the cowboy gunslinger himself will finish as the number one fantasy quarterback of oh, 2019. Shit. That's hotter than I was going to say. Yeah. I think the addition of Odell Beckham, I think with the departure of Duke Johnson Jr. and... Uh, Nick Chubb solidifying himself as the feature back. I think with a team that's just going to get better on defense, um, he is just in prime position to have a Mahomes-like season uh, just just slinging that rock. I'm really upset at you right now because my hot take was that Baker was going to be in the top three. Oh, I'm, uh, go I'm going boiling hot. Yeah, uh, you, he's he's this year this year's Mahomes for you, huh? We'll we'll see. <laughs> Odell's gonna have uh, twenty twenty three touchdowns. Shit. All right. Well, 
if uh if I've got to come up with another hot take off the spot to back up what I did last year by saying Robert Woods would be the top wide receiver in California when it comes to fantasy points, then let me think real quick. Uh, I think I've got it. I think that, oh, I don't know if I want to say that one. Yeah, you put me in a tough spot right now. But, I mean, great minds think alike. Yeah. Exactly. So, that's why Brett's not on this podcast today. <laughs> I got it. Out of the rookie quarterbacks this year. No, that's no, that doesn't even make sense either. No, I was gonna say Daniel, Daniel Jones finished top out of the rookie quarterbacks, but mm. <coughs> that's too easy. Do you want to know my my other hot take was gonna be? Oh, I've got I've got a hot take right here. Uh, Nick Foles finishes the season with more fantasy points than Carson Wentz. Ooh. That's little, my hot take. Little Philly quarterback <laughs> Yeah, I say Nick Foles is the better fantasy quarterback compared to Carson Wentz at the end of the 2018 season. Okay. That's my hot take. <laughs> Sticking to it. Oh, man. I really love this this episode. It's how much fun. I was almost going to say that uh, Kareem Hunt still rushes for over 1,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not crazy. Well, that was my other hot take was running backs. It involved uh, Mr. Le'Veon Bell. Oh. Here's a good question for you. Who has more fantasy points at the end of the season? Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell? Ooh. I would say, I would say Le'Veon. I'll say DB. You want to put five on it? Sure. All right, there it is. You heard it here. <laughs> Hold it to us. We're putting five Corona minis on it. Yep. Because whoever loses gets to drink one. So you know they come in and sit back. You just drink one of them. Yeah, fair. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in to the 2019 Pop Not Soda Fantasy Football Special. We will be back in a couple of weeks with our regularly scheduled program. But uh, Summer know, break, bitches. There's some holidays coming up. Uh, Brian's got debauchery going on. Uh, before he uh, lots it up for the rest of his life. So, important things planned, but we'll be coming back in the fall with guests, guest hosts to fill in that third chair, and maybe some uh, L.A. Brett. <laughs> right. He's transformed into a different version of himself. He has. He uh, only drinks caramel macchiatos now, and he does Soul Cycle. Yeah, and he wears a beanie in the summer. And a flannel. Right. Yeah, yeah. A flannel and a beanie. Just like this episode, you can find every episode of Pop Not Soda on iTunes, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pod One, wherever you listen to podcasts. So please make sure that you leave us a five-star review, especially if we help you with your fantasy football season, and yeah. subscribe. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at pop underscore not soda. On Facebook, we're forward slash pop not soda official. And you can find every episode of Pop Not Soda on popnotsoda.podbean.com. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. I'm out. See ya. Let us know about uh, your hot takes, too. Fucking Baker! <laughs>